Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, are we paying attention to the wrong thing? Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show. Um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, Take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying Uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, everybody, welcome. We are getting ready to round out the end of the year 2023. I have to say I'm very grateful to be the host of Attention Talk Radio. We're uh, coming up on, I think, 14 years now. And uh, one of the great things about being the host of Attention Talk Radio or all the experts I've gotten to interview over the years and the level of education that I've got that you just can't get from a book. And today, I just want to just kind of pause, if you will, and say maybe the world of ADHD needs to kind of pause. I, I think we get caught up too often in quick fixes um, and lose sight of the bigger picture or lose sight of really kind of what's going on. And, you know, sometimes we get kind of caught up in it now and we start following a direction that's going in the wrong direction. And there's a quote, maybe it's a Tony Robbins quote, I don't really know. It said, if you're, if you're running east looking for a sunset, you're never going to find it. And often I am finding um, people in the ADHD world are uh, running east looking for a sunset. And, the idea today is to kind of pause and maybe recalibrate and bring some perspective to this a little bit based off of some insights that I've gotten over the years that not a lot of people really kind of talk about, which I think they're obvious, but I think most of the world's kind of missing them. So to get into it, like, let's talk about what an insight is. 
an insight to me, or aha or eureka, is the sudden comprehension that takes place when you pay attention to something differently. It's kind of the holy grail of problem solving. And again, what I do as, as a coach, and even this Attention Talk Radio, is really a lot about walking in and paying attention to attention and actually to notice that often we're paying attention to the wrong thing. So the first thing that I'd like to talk about is um, we tend to approach ADHD, the world does, focused on behavior. And when behavior is not conforming to what we would like it to be, the obvious solution is we need to train behavior, condition people to act in a certain way. And I'll acknowledge that behavior is definitely trainable. Any animal trainer can show you that, training dogs or, or different types of animals to do things. And human beings, to a certain extent, their behavior. Now, an impairment is something that you have that there's a loss or adjustment or some type of capability. Right? And impairments are, to me, there's something that you can't necessarily change, but something that you try to accommodate. So, for example... My eyesight's impaired. I accommodate it with glasses. When I do that, I'm able to read and thus achieve my potential. In the absence of those accommodations, I might not be able to read and it would inhibit me. I might be able to progress forward, but I wouldn't be able to achieve my full potential. So I want to outline that out and fan of the show at all, and you've listened to me, even if you're not a fan of the show, you listen to a couple episodes, you'll know I'm a huge fan of Dr. Russell Barkley. Because when he introduced his ADHD as an executive functioning construct, it was revolutionized, at least the way I look at ADHD. And I think his model is brilliant. And when you understand the model, it kind of explains itself. And underlying a lot of what we're talking about today is, is his model. And he describes ADHD as an executive functioning impairment. My eyesight is impaired. I need to accommodate it. Executive functions are impaired. We need to accommodate it. Now, here's the thing. Behavior is impacted by impairments. Okay? When it is, behavior is limited in terms of what you can do about it because of the underlying impairment if it's not accommodated. I'm going to re- reiterate. Behavior is um, trainable. But if that behavior is influenced by an impairment, that limitation... And I say this because this would begin to explain a lot of why behavioral training doesn't always work or has a limited effect on people. And I think that one of the things that we need to do is to begin to take a look at ADHD as an impairment and focus a little bit more on um, accommodations. So that's the first thing I think that we might be paying attention to the wrong thing is, is, is it can be changed or it can be fixed. The second thing um, that I'd like to talk about is executive functions. We look at executive function, we talk about it an awful lot in, in the world of ADHD, and we know you use your executive functions um, to problem solve, to produce a plan, to manage time, to prioritize, etc. What I find is interesting is since Dr. Barclay's model has come out, people are still just focused on the result of executive functions, the plan. At the end of the day, executive functions are a collection of mind tools. You use these tools to solve problems. Think of it like this. You have a hammer, a saw, some screwdrivers, 
um, different types of things that you use as tools to construct a bench or a house. Executive functions are a collection of mind tools that you use to think, to plan, to prioritize, to make decisions. We spend more time looking at the outcome and not understanding the individual executive functions and how they interact individually and collectively, which I think is really important because if we are going to accommodate impairments, we need to understand really more of the thinking process to be more precise and more strategic in really what we're trying to accomplish. So that's my second kind of insight is I think that we should be paying attention to ADHD as an executive function impairment. And we should be looking at executive function as a collection of mind tools and understand those individual tools in order to come up with some accommodations to make some adjustments. Before we go to break, I also want to just kind of throw just a little bit of a concept out there. Um, understanding Dr. Barclay's model, I really become to understand if ADHD is an executive functioning impairment, part of executive function is working memory. That's a collection of visual imagery, nonverbal working uh, memory and playing with information in our mind thinking. So if ADHD is an executive function impairment, we can logically deduce that thinking at some level is impaired for those with ADHD. I'm going to let you sit with that um, as we go to break. Our secret word tonight is thing, T-H-I-N-G. Our secret word is thing. We'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are having a kind of a year-end kind of show, Um, not the last show, but close to it. And we're talking about ADHD and how sometimes I think we're paying attention to the wrong thing. The trick in life is if you're paying attention to the wrong thing, you need to uh, pay attention to the right thing. You might find that you get different solutions and different answers. Before the break, we were talking about behavior and impairment. We were talking about you accommodate impairments, but how impairments impact behavior. And we spend so much time focusing on helping people kind of mold their behavior. If it doesn't work, maybe it's because there's an underlying impairment. Then we talked about executive functions. Uh, We're paying attention to the outcome as opposed to the individual tools and the process of thinking that gets us there. Um, Then I alluded to before the break that ADHD, when you think about it, if it's an executive function impairment, as Dr. Barco says, it's really more of a thinking impairment. So, if you think about it, if thinking is impaired, and when I say thinking, I want to be, I guess I need to be kind of clear. Thinking in this context is actually problem solving. And I mean problem solving, imagine you close your eyes in, in, in silence and you're thinking inside your head, but you're problem solving to a goal inside your head. It's not 
learning. That's digesting of information. It's not daydreaming. Um, and it's not emotional reactions and judgments like that person's a jerk. I'm talk, strictly talking about <clears throat> trying to solve problems inside your head. And so if we begin to understand ADHD as a thinking impairment, what we find is we're really looking at it as a focus issue, right? We need to train that person to focus harder. Well, this goes back to what I'm talking about. ADHD is a thinking impairment. If we don't accommodate the impairment, right, it's hard. I think people with ADHD are trying to focus as hard as they can, but the problem is if thinking is impaired, there's a limit to all that, which kind of seems to explain what's going on. So when we begin to think about this, we can take this to other areas of our life because we can start to talk about the things that people with ADHD struggle with, like planning. Well, planning is a synonym for thinking, right? People will often think, I need to make a plan, and we use tools like planners, among other things, calendars and, and stuff, to-do lists in order to help us make a plan. But all too often, we make a plan, and people with ADHD don't do the plan. And the way I like to describe this is imagine a person as an entrepreneur of sorts and wants to write a blog or um, a student that needs to write a paper. They might schedule for, let's say, Thursday at 11 o'clock. Well, they've made a plan. Well, Thursday comes and goes. Guess what? They don't write the blog, and they think they have a focus problem, and they keep focusing on making a plan. What I'd like to bring to your attention is in order to write a blog, you have to think through what you're going to write about that people would be interested in. Often people have a topic or an idea to write about, but they've got to think through what they want to say, how they want to say it. When done inside their head, this is impaired. So what happens is we find is that they're not adhering to the plan, all right? It's almost like the plan's going to do the thinking for them, but it doesn't. At the end of the day, there's thinking that needs to be done. Going back to what we had talked earlier is if a person needs to do this, we need to look at how do we make the thinking easier? How does that person begin to get a better idea of what they might write about? Well, I've learned externalizing this. We know writing things down, but often having a conversation with other people to get feedback in terms of what you're right about will help people think through and gain clarity on what they're going to actually write about so they can sit down and do it. Again, my point here is that we're not looking at ADHD as a thinking impairment. We're thinking it's, a, it's about making plans, but we're focused more on the planner and the calendar and the to-do list than the actual thought that needs to take place really a synonymous conversation because I often hear this and I, you know, Dr. Barkley himself talked about ADHD as being time blind. It's a great emotional word that people begin to identify with it, but I think it directs our attention in the wrong direction. Time, using our visual imagery defined by Dr. Barkley as well, to see the future. It's thinking. It's to begin to look forward and say, hmm, I have an appointment at one o'clock. Often people, they date one o'clock and they, oh, I got to go because they didn't think about it's going to take them 45 minutes to get there. Still, if they left at 1245, they still wouldn't arrive on time because they didn't think about grabbing their keys, their phone, getting out of their house, getting into the car, and getting out the driveway. Or when they get there, parking the car, 
going into the building, going up to the elevator, and getting to the office. In this scenario, they might need to add another 10 or 15 seconds, 15 minutes. Again, the point really is it's a thinking issue. It's a thinking impairment. All too often, people with ADHD are more focused on the timer or the clock or what they're doing, not realizing it's a thinking impairment. Certainly, these tools out there can help with the thinking process, but they actually don't do the thinking themselves. So the people that are struggling, that aren't engaged with this process, that aren't actually thinking about it, are challenged. Another way of really kind of seeing how this manifests is they'll use an alarm, a notification that goes off at certain times of the day. They might have too many of them going off all at the same time. Well, you can't do them all at the same time. When that happens, a person gets overwhelmed and they start turning them off. They're not actually thinking about the timing of these and what they would do when they all went off. Again, the core of this impairment is much more of a thinking issue. But we still find ourselves more focused on the focus and for people just trying harder, not alleviating thinking as a part of the challenge. Another area that I talk about with regard to this is like task Darwinism. People come to me all the time. They say, I have a hard time prioritizing stuff. And like, when you think about it, prioritization is really not that hard. Saying there's a task and it's important. It's like naming a child. My child is born. I'm going to call him John. It's just naming something. The challenge of prioritization isn't making the priorities, but is really just thinking what is the priority and what should I not do, or what do I need to do to execute priorities? I talk about task Darwinism in as much as in order to execute a priority, there's certain things that have to come together at the same time. Number one, you have to be in a conducive location. If you want to mow the lawn, you need to be somewhere near a lawnmower. Actually, that's a tool. If you want to like, work on a computer, you need to be conducive located with a com- computer. You have to have the tools and resources that you need You need to have sufficient time, and you need to have clarity. If all those don't come together at the same time, I I find that people do other things. So if you sit down at your computer and you've got some project to do that's important, like a report, you might find yourself following it up with other emails. What you'll find is the other emails you're doing because you have – You're at the conducive location. You have the resources, and you know what to do. The problem with the big project is the thinking part. Thinking is effortful, so you're escaping to these other things. Again, this goes back to a thinking issue, thinking through it. We need to accommodate the thinking part, not just try harder on the focus. I want to go to a break and come back and just talk about a couple other things that I think would be kind of helpful Uh, The idea of today is to share some insights and kind of shift the way you look at the stuff to see if we can get some better outcomes. Our secret word tonight is THING, T-H-I-N-G, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? 
The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are having a show uh, towards the end of the year 2023, and the topic today is, are we paying attention to the wrong thing when it comes to ADD? We've been talking about uh, behaviors versus impairments, the idea that executive functions are a collection of mind tools, and that if ADHD is an executive function impairment, then thinking toward, or problem solving is impaired. We've been talking a lot about uh, uh, thinking, which is planning, or time management, or prioritization, really trying to illuminate the fact that uh, a lot of people are going through the, the process of the planning, but when it gets down to it, they're not executing the plan because of the thinking impairment. People with ADHD know what they're, they're supposed to do. It's, I think Dr. Thomas Brown first said it. Their challenge is doing what they know to do. Knowing that I need to write a blog is I know what to do. Thinking about what I'm going to write about actually becomes the impairment. He also said at one point in time, as the need for independent work increases, ADHD productivity decreases. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me because the more and more people have to go off and think by themselves uncollaboratively, they're having to rely on the impairment, which is impaired, and so their productivity decreases. The idea really is to make thinking easier, and often they need to collaborate with other people to make the thinking easier. So I've got two other points that I want to make before we draw this to a close. One is clutter. People see clutter as clutter. Have you ever thought about what you need to do to declutter? It's a lot of cognitive effort. Number one, do I need to keep it or do I need to get rid of it? Well, pretty easy for 10% I need to keep, 10% I need to get rid of. Of the 80% in the middle, it's like I don't know. You have to determine, well, do I need it or do I not? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Let's say you decide that you're going to keep something. If it's out, Often the question really is, is where's its home? Well, it doesn't have a home. Its home is where you put it. Well, it takes a lot of thought to where am I going to put this that I'm going to remember it. Years ago, I coached a guy casually. He told me he got a waffle maker and then, you know, his kitchen was full. And he was going to put it under his bed and I kind of laughed. Years later, I got an email from the guy um, saying, guess what? I found my waffle maker. It's under the bed. The point really is, is you're thinking about maybe making waffles, it might not occur to you because you wouldn't logically stick it under your bed. It would be something that you would find in the kitchen. So if you do keep it, you've got to think about where you're going to put it. Or if you're going to get rid of it, what are you going to do? All too often people think, I'm going to sell this on eBay or something. They don't think through, I've got to set up an account. I've got to take pictures. I've got to do a description. I've got to respond to the emails. I've got to take it down to sell it. So at the end of the day, often cluttering most people don't require don't realize it requires a lot of cognitive effort a lot of thinking as we said before adhd is really more of a thinking impairment there's 
numbers of professional organizers that I've talked to that uh, declutter with people with ADHD because basically they make the thinking and decision-making process a little bit easier, which is an accommodation, if you will, and all of a sudden things get done. So at the top, I said, you know, all too often we get caught up in the quick fixes and we lose sight on the bigger picture. The quick notion of that the planner is going to do the thinking for me or the clock and calendar is going to do the thinking for me. As we begin to delve into that and more and more, there's got to be an app for that. It was interesting on my YouTube channel recently, an individual made a post about decluttering and was looking for an app. And in my mind, I'm kind of laughing. What is it he thinks the app's going to do? Tell him what to do? Which, by the way, on the decluttering thing is sometimes you'll run into something that isn't actually clutter. It's actually memorabilia. When you have memorabilia, it's not really clutter. The question is, what do you do with it? At the top of my stairs, I have a closet. I call it my, my uh, museum. I got my letter jacket from college. Never going to wear it, but I'm holding it. Again, more cognitive stuff is you have to think through this stuff. So how's an app going to tell you what to do with regard to something that might be memorabilia or where you should put the waffle maker if your kitchen's full? Again, my illustration here today was all too often we're getting caught up. Right? We're, we're looking as if the app is going to do the thinking for us. It's not going to. What we should be doing is take a look at when we're not doing something and say, how can I make the thinking easier? How can I get clarity? How can I make this happen in such a way that I don't have this incredible urge to escape? Again, insights, sudden comprehension that take place when you look at something differently. What I hope is that some of you had, had some ahas. I might begin to realize we should spend more time focusing on making thinking easier to accommodate that impairment, and maybe people will stick to it longer, as opposed to just focusing on behavioral strategies to get them to try harder. I hope this has made sense to you. Our secret word tonight is think. Our secret word tonight is think. We hope you've enjoyed this. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.